Hey, hey, thanks for listening to Moments with Deru podcast. And I'm your host, Modhani. This is season four, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen. This season will have different conversations with remarkable guests who share their life journey, moments of overcoming dire circumstances, and lessons we can learn from them. I will also have solo episodes where I will share my thoughts on day-to-day situations, life events, or aha moments. I do all of this so that you may be inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. With that said, let's dive in. Today's guest is the owner and founder of Simplicity by Day, the organizing consulting company that provides simple and organized solutions for entrepreneurs, professionals, and parents alike. She is an award-winning sales and marketing professional who specializes in productivity and decor organizing and is a member of National Association of Productivity and Organizing. She juggles marriage, motherhood, career, and entrepreneurship, and with that is the secret weapon for entrepreneurs and busy professionals who want to trade clutter and chaos for simple and organized. Welcome onto the show, Day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. It's a pleasure. So before we dive into the conversation and the word that you selected for this podcast episode, tell us a little bit more about yourself, what excites you and what challenges you. Okay, great. Well, I am Day Smith. I am professional, a professional organizing consultant, speaker and author. I own a organizing business called Simplicity by Day where I serve primarily busy professionals, entrepreneurs and working moms, helping them find Simple organizing solutions just to create more balance, more peace, help them save money and time in their homes. And um, I am a working mom as well, an entrepreneur, so I live that life. I'm married with two little kids, and uh, they keep me busy, but they are my inspiration and motivation for all that I do. And what excites me is, honestly, being an entrepreneur, you know, I never thought that I would have the opportunity to do it because I was so such a corporate corporate woman (laughs) I was really focused on my corporate career but now that I've ventured into this entrepreneurial space it just feels like the sky is the limit it feels like my creativity has no limits um, and I keep meeting wonderful people that inspire me that have unique stories and um, that I continue to learn from in a different way so the journey to entrepreneurship is very exciting right now, and it's also challenging. It's the most uh, exhilarating and intimidating ride I've ever been on because I don't, I don't have years of experience, so I'm learning every day, learning to take risks, learning to be uncomfortable, learning to have hard conversations with myself because I'm a solopreneur, <laughs> which is very difficult. Um, so that, yeah, that, that's kind of what challenges me and, and excites me at the same time. That is true. Being an entrepreneur is all about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and finding ways to, you know, stay on your toes and not let the challenges throw you off the, the wall. What's one thing that you're learning throughout this pandemic that you are applying into your business and supporting the clients that come your way? So, 
I know for many of us, we felt like if you were in business before 2020, you may have felt like 2020 was a disaster and it really impacted a lot of small business, which it did. But I don't know if it was because I wasn't in business for as long, but I think 2020 was such a blessing for me because it gave me time to be, to slow down, to be at home, to be available for um, learning opportunities that were offered virtually, you know, instead of having to fly all over the country, going to webinars and seminars and training, everything was at the touch of a button. So I felt like I really was able to take advantage of the development and the growth from my business professionally. Um, and that's kind of what I think I have learned. I've been able to really grow uh, my knowledge of my craft, as well as my knowledge as a business owner and serve my clients in different ways um, because I've had access to other people who are doing things successfully and, and unique and innovatively in the business. I'm now able to offer things to my clients in a different way, such as different webinars and courses and uh, books and, and different trainings that I probably wouldn't have had exposure to had it not been for us being at home and having access to webinars and seeing people's success. So that's something I've learned and I've really applied it to the folks that I serve. Awesome. So I hear pivoting in your theme, you know, being able to adjust with life and being a bit able to adjust with what life throws at us. So a client comes to you and they're trying to figure out how to organize themselves. What's the one thing that you've realized people find themselves either stuck or disorganized? Um, I think that they really fall into two or maybe three categories. The clients that come to me, they, they have a desire to be organized. They are obviously uncomfortable or discontent with their current situation. But the thing that holds them back is that they think they don't have time to do it. They're too busy to do it. They, life is happening too fast. You know, they, they don't even see a clear weekend or day or evening to even sit down and get organized. And some of them don't know where to start, you know, uh, which room to start in, um, which box to, <laughs> to unpack, um, which store to go to to buy something. Should they go to container store and spend a couple hundred dollars and bring it all back? So I think a lot of clients are just stagnant because they don't know where to start and they're intimidated with the amount of time it may take to organize. And so when they come to me, I try to help them to see that like with anything that is unknown or you don't, you're not familiar with, it seems intimidating, but that's why we look to some experts and some professionals because maybe they can give us some guidance. Maybe they can give us some advice on how to navigate that better. Well said. You look at a box and you're just like, I can't even think of what I'm going to do yes. with this box. No, thank you. Can someone come here and help me? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> do you the, think yeah. there's a correlation between, you know, organizing your stuff and looking at a box and wondering what to do with it with where someone is mentally, emotionally, or spiritually? Absolutely. I love researching um, the connection between mental clutter and physical clutter. Um, because when you're physical, when your space is cluttered, because 65% of us are visual learners, so that would impact us seeing something and it having a emotional or mental reaction for us. Um, and, it, and people 
they feel heavier, they feel emotions around their clutter, they feel frustrated, it, it brings about shame and guilt and things that clutter shouldn't evoke in you, but it does, and it makes, it makes you think of yourself differently. Um, and so I, I'm always fascinated with seeing that connection, and I think that uh, it definitely impacts your, your self-esteem, your productivity, you know, um, how you see yourself as a mom. I've had moms who, when they, when they see their clutter in their pantry or their closet, it makes them feel like bad moms, that they can't prepare a meal or they can't get their kids, you know, to school on time. Like it, it affects so many other things than just physical clutter. And um, the CDC actually states that organization is a stress factor and uh or disorganization is a stress factor and it is and it relates to so many medical the cost of medical care you know the medical expenditures are related to stress so it's like a a national health care crisis really when you think about it it affects a lot of things wow i did not know that cdc actually says that disorganization is a stress factor mm -hmm. so how do you calm your client and help them realize that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, so I think I was gifted with the this a characteristic to help motivate people and help them realize their potential. Um, and so I do practice emotional intelligence when I when I sit down on the when I sit down with a client or I'm, I get on the phone with them and just let them know that one they're not alone you know, that I work with many clients and that you are not alone. And I try to share with them statistics around how you, um, you're not alone and that you can get through this. You have to think about um, eating an elephant one bite at a time, you know, and like, let's talk about how to get there based on one step at a time so that it doesn't seem so overwhelming. Um, I walk them through my four step process so that they know that the path that they were going to go on and I try to really empower them, encourage them, educate them, equip them so that they feel like when I leave, after we finish the project, they can maintain it. They feel like they can keep this going for themselves. So um, those are some of the things I try to do with clients to just make them feel comfortable about the process, let them know they're not alone, and really empower them through um, emotional intelligence. So. You mentioned a four-step process. So could you tell us a little bit about this process? So for whoever is listening, they can at least pick something and apply yes, it. Yes, absolutely. And this process came about because I realized I was doing the same things in every room. And I was like, okay, this, this is what we need to do to make it simple, efficient, practical, et cetera. So the four-step process is the acronym. Um, I call it the simple CARD process. And CARD is an acronym. The C stands for clear out clutter. And that's exactly what it sounds like before you start going to shop or removing things around. You need to clear out everything in that space, in that closet, in that box, in that room, so that you can see your things and see your space. The second step is assess and allocate. It's probably the most laborious task because that's where you actually take those things you've cleared out and now you look at them to see do they belong in this space? How can I group things together? What can I? declutter or disown and you start the process of putting things into categories so that you can reorganize the next step is repurpose and redesign this is where you now have cleared things out you've assessed what should or shouldn't go in there now you figure out what the space should look like to match your lifestyle your purpose for the room 
and how you want to use the space. It's also the step where you do go shop. You go and find what you need based on your decor and organizing style. You may repurpose some things, an old shelf or a desk. You can repurpose it so that it fits in a different way. Um, and then the last step is decorganize. So this is a word that I love because it blends two things that I love, which is decor and organizing. I believe that if the space matches your design preference, whether it's farmhouse or coastal, and it also matches your organizing style, like if you like labels or color, and you blend those two things together, when you do reorganize, it'll motivate you to keep it that way. It looks pretty, you're proud of it. And so that's the last step to bring everything together in the simple card process. I like that. Simple and to the point. Yes. As we yes. shift gears in this conversation, you selected the word purpose-driven. Why did you choose that word and how does that resonate with you in this moment in your life? Yes, so purpose-driven, if those who may not know, is, is a title of a book. Um, it's a faith-based book that talks about you know, living an intentional life. And um, I wanted to use the word purpose because I want everything that I'm doing right now in my life, my young life, I'll be 35 in a few days, to be intentional, to have an impact, to have a meaning, whether that's in business or with my family, with my relationships. I want to have substance when I show up and what I give to others. And then driven is a just a, a word my husband actually gave to me when I asked him, what do you, how would you describe me in one word? And I've been with him for 20 years. So he has good context, right? For seeing me through these 20 years and how I've grown. And his, his word was driven. And at first I thought that could have a negative connotation because I'm thinking, okay, am I too ambitious? You know, what does that mean? But I embrace driven because it shows that I have persistence, resilience, and then I have a goal that I'm not afraid to reach for my goal. So being able to be purpose-driven really describes the intentional, um, significant role that I want my business and my life to have and others, and also wanting to be able to continue to strive for my goals and strive for whatever dreams that I have for me and my family and my business. I like that. Was Thank there you. a moment in time where you questioned if you could actually be purposeful or intentional? Well, I think sometimes when I work with clients or I do something new, um, I do have a moment <laughs> where I think, how can I bring out the best in this situation? Um, like if I, I've worked with some small businesses and they have different challenges than like a homeowner um, when they're working with employees or they have a huge storage space. And so it's easier to see the results and to get the feedback from an individual because you are impacting their home. But sometimes when I work with businesses, I get a little intimidated to think, okay, how can I bring out the best in this situation to where they see the value um, and they see that um, my work is, is really for them and wanting them to get the best out of their situation. So I think that would be the example around me having some hesitation or intimidation around being able to be purpose-driven in my, my career. So what's one thing that you wish you had learned earlier as you stepped into entrepreneurship? Um, not going at it alone. You know, I waited a while before I hired a business coach, hired an assistant, 
um, went, applied for funding. Um, I wanted to do it myself because I thought, you know, I'd rather save money and, and figure it out. Um, but I wish I would have gotten with, I wish I would have um, gotten funding, gotten, you know, help earlier because I think that would have saved me some headache um, in the process because again, the same way I'm asking clients to bring me on to help them achieve their goals is, has, has, I've seen the results of the impact of bringing someone on in my business to help me get the results as well. Yes, I know. I know the feeling as an entrepreneur, you know, I can do it by myself. I don't need the help. And then you realize yeah. actually I do need the help and it's okay <laughs> to ask for help. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, I've learned um, that now. Yes, so you mentioned earlier on that you have a book that you've written or a book that you're writing. Would you share more about this book? Yes, 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 yes. I am a newly published author. Um, I am actually getting my books today. It's going to be a surreal moment to have them in my hand. But um, one of my goals in 2021 was to be an author. I had been working on this idea of writing a book for years and going back to hiring help, my business coach, what took me six years to write, we were able to finish the book in a month. So the benefit of having somebody help you who's an expert is, is um, invaluable. The book is a, a tip book. So I talked about my process. Um, the book is called Your Home's Love Language get organized with the simple card process. So it's two parts to that. So speaking about the process, I do provide simple tips for you to declutter as well as organize any home, which you got a preview for in the card process. But I also give you um, the simple process is, you know, you really figuring out, okay, I have this pile of clothes or papers. How do I know what to keep and what to get rid of? Like what's that process like, which again is very cumbersome and laborious for a lot of clients. I want to give people tips on that. And then it's also uh, a testament to organization being your home's love language. So I'm a big fan of love languages in relationships. And what I see as a way to show your home love is to organize it. It's not cleaning your home or, you know, maintenance of light bulbs and painting. Organization is really understanding how your home serves you and how you can serve your home and so I connect love languages to that so that you can really take that and really show your home some love and it really does give back to you so I share a little bit about that belief and a little bit more about my backstory as how I became an organizer in this book and um, yes it's available now so I'm super excited to see the response when people start reading it and how it'll help hopefully help others and inspire others to organize and um, love the home that they live in. And I hope people do buy it and figure out how to organize their lives. What would you tell your younger self if she was seated across you right now? What would you tell her? Oh, wow. What would I tell young day? <laughs> okay. Um, I would try to tell her to not sweat the small stuff and that believe that there is a plan and a purpose for your life. Um, so just keep walking in faith and walking in what you know to be right and just and, and keep walking in purpose. I like that last part. Keep walking in purpose. I think it's yes. so important that we keep that um, focus on purpose because we're here 
to fulfill it. We're not here by mistake. We are not here by accident. So it's important that we continuously keep walking in purpose and pursuing it every single day. So yeah. if you could have dinner with mm -hmm. anyone, alive or dead, who would be in that dinner and why? Okay, very easy for me because uh, I lost my father when I was 16. And, you know, that's, that's the age where you, not, not much has happened in life <laughs> before then. Um, and so for me, I would love to have dinner with him to share uh, my family with him, to, sh you know, see his reaction to how I've lived my life and how my sisters and my mom, you know, everything that's transpired. I would love to have one night with him just to hug him, you know, share my kids and my husband with him and just um, let him know that we we love him and that he was a great father. And, you know, you always, when people leave, you don't give them their flowers. So I would want to tell him how much we love him and appreciate him and just have that moment with him. Wow, yeah. that would be truly, truly special. Yes. So what do you hope for? As you look into the future, what do you hope for for yourself, for your business, and for your family? I think for myself, I will continue to lean on that purpose-driven message because I think it really fits where I am right now and the decisions that I make and how I press forward. I hope that I will continue to keep that energy in every aspect of my personal growth um, and having that that in the back of my mind and knowing that I can continue to walk in purpose for my business I would want to continue to serve people in a way that is transformational in their lives you know I'm not like we talked about it's not just organizing putting you know bins in a closet or um, buying some new hangers to <laughs> store all your things I, I want to really change lives through organizing I want people to feel differently about their space and themselves and that they can you know make room for the things that matter because they have decluttered. You know, I really want my business to have that purpose and that um, impact on others um, and share my gift with them. And then for my family, you know, I, one of the reasons why I'm still so motivated in business is because uh, I want my husband and my kids to be a part of it, which my husband is, he does help with the business, but even my kids, I want them to see somebody who had a goal which it was it, it wasn't it wasn't easy it was it took a lot of courage it took a lot of sacrifice i want them to see me as a person who despite all of that wanted to achieve it took the steps to achieve it and just stuck it out and was successful so that when they are faced with these things whether they decide to become entrepreneurs or not they'll have that and they'll know that i'm here to support them because i've walked that path and they can do it too whatever that looks like i love that that they can do it too, because you are the example. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how do you want to be remembered? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, okay. There is a quote by Maya Angelou that says, people don't remember what you said. They won't remember what you did, but they remember how you made them feel. And I want people to remember how I made them feel, which hopefully is nothing but warm fuzzy feelings <laughs> and um they speak of me in a pleasant way and that i helped them with something um made them laugh made them you know uh feel good about something that they may have felt bad about i would want people to remember how i made them feel 
Yes, we always remember how people made us feel when they leave a room, when they hung up the phone, we always hold on to those feelings. So in yeah. closing, what would you want to tell the listeners? Something to encourage them, something to keep them going. You know, we're in, we're in strange times. This pandemic, we're hoping for it to end, but it's still raging on. So what would you tell them to keep going? You know, I say this a lot when I post things on social media, but I'm a believer of mind over matter. So even if the day is crazy, because it, it will get crazy, just think to yourself, I got this. You know, whatever needs to happen, whoever needs to come in your life, whatever things need to be shifted, just remember you got this. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you got this. I love it. I got this. Listeners, yes. hold on to that. You got this. We will see it through. And when the pandemic ends, we don't know. But as Day has said, you've got this. So until next time, thanks for listening and stay safe.